we've had um, a few weeks now, we've been looking at this beautiful story. And what I love about the life of Joseph is that every step of the way, there's been one thing or the other that we can sort of look at and look at our lives and pick something from it. Today, we're going to look at something that actually is so easy to miss. Yes, yet it's so important for us to get the restoration of God. How do we let go of hurt? If there's anyone here that's never been hurt, he can wave. Oh, really? Hurt is something that we know that David, um, sorry, Joseph went through. And every time in our lives, one time or the other, we've had people hurt us. Actually, I'm going to push you a bit further today. We have hurt other people, um, whether it's been knowingly or knowingly, whether it's been something that we've done once or many times, we've hurt other people. And I really, really believe today that God wants us to go through a journey where we're set free from the effects of people's hurt on us. And actually, that people are set free from the effect of our hurt, us hurting other people. We look at the story of David. Again, Joseph, sorry. Um... He's a 12, 13-year-old boy. I have a 13-year-old boy. And one of the greatest things that has ever happened to him was when he had the beautiful dream. And the dream was his father, his brothers will bow before him. And a few weeks, days down the line, the people that were going to bow before him are the people that sold him out. Actually, we look at the life of a very vulnerable 20, 13-year-old boy, 13-year-old boy, and what, what does he go through? He is made vulnerable by the love of his father. He's endangered by the jealousy of his brothers. He's put himself at risk by his own arrogance or innocence or... Ignorance, whatever way you see it, you might say, why did he tell them that story? So he put himself at risk. Then his brothers have a conversation about murdering him. By the way, he heard it. Then he got lucky and he didn't get killed. He was sold to slavery. Then he doesn't stop. When he thinks he's going to have a bit of a break... Um, he's accused of something he didn't do. His boss's wife looks at him and says, actually, he tried to rape me. And that wasn't true. And then he goes into prison for something he didn't do. He, he gave somebody an amazing answer to prayer. Someone, two people came into prison and he prayed. He, he, by the grace of God, was able to tell them what their dream was about so that one of them was set free. And the one that was set free made him a promise. Guess what? He was let down again. 
But by the grace of God, he ends up in the palace as the second in command. As Matt calls it, he was the prime minister. And David, like you and I, thought, praise God. After 17 years, I have had my break. I can now rest. But you know what? Jehovah was not finished with him yet. And I wonder how many of us, myself inclusive, so I'm not standing here because God is not speaking to me. I just happen to be the one that he wants to use today. That after so many years, God looks at him and says, you know, I'm not done yet. And he faces the biggest, biggest, biggest part of this battle. He faces his brothers. There comes a time in our lives when God says, it is time to face your hurt. And when he does that, it's because it is time to let go of your hurt. And actually, the beautiful thing about that is, as we'll find out very soon, is when God does that, it's because there's something else he's got for you. Um, I don't want to jump the gun yet, but I just want to remind you that when he, Joseph had that dream, the dream was his brothers and his fathers would bow before him. He's now in the palace. He's the second man, the one, you know, if anything was going to happen in Egypt, they would have to talk to him. But does anyone remember that actually that was not the dream? So even though he thought he was living the dream, he wasn't living the dream. The dream was that his father and his brothers would bow to him. So as beautiful as that palace was, that wasn't the vision. That wasn't the dream. How many, how many of us are not there yet? Where you're at might be beautiful, might be better than where you were before. It might be better than the prison, but is that what God spoke to you? Today we're going to quickly look at three things that we have to do, or we may have to do, to be able to see how and see the dreams that God has for us. And those things surround, just leave around letting go of hurt. We're going to look at forgiveness. We're going to talk about forgiveness. We're going to talk about reconciliation. And we're going to talk about restoration. The first two, which is forgiveness and is re reconciliation, have everything to do with us. But restoration is God. But our forgiveness releases us to be able to experience the restoration of God. Where in your life are you waiting for God to restore you? Where in my life am I waiting for God to restore me? I did say we're going to talk about forgiveness first. And the beautiful thing about forgiveness is we don't even have to think about it. The Bible says that we're supposed to forgive. I don't know how many of you remember the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> it simply says, forgive my trespasses as I forgive those who forgive that trespass against me. It's a commandment that God has given. It is not easy. Actually, let's look at I know that a lot of us do not have our Bibles here, but if you wanted to, you should go and read 
the story of Joseph again from Genesis 41 to 45. Seriously, go back home. If you believe there's something in your life that you still want God to do, please read it. Joseph thought he was done, but God had a plan and he had to face his brothers again. If you remember, Matt said his brothers did not recognize him, but he recognized them. Isn't that how he feels when people hurt us? They don't recognize it. For you that are hurting, every opportunity, you remember it because you live with your hurt. So Joseph had 17 years of living with this. And he was going to face it. The Bible records, if you look at the chapters 41 to 45... It talks about the times when he would, Joseph would have to turn away and cry. He was hurting. Why do we have to forgive? Because forgiveness brings us freedom. There is a level of freedom in God that we will not experience until we let go of the hurt that people have done to us, the horrible things. And please hear me. Forgiveness... Is, is an act that you do. You choose to do it. I have been in places and I will continue to be in places and I don't get it right all the time, but I would always want to get it right. Actually, the people that you want to forgive, they may, may never say that they're sorry, by the way. But if you're saying, I'm waiting to, be, to forgive X because I want them to say sorry, they might never say that. But that also does not change God's word. If you remember in Matthew, when uh, Peter was talking to Jesus and he said, oh, did you, did you say that we're supposed to forgive seven times? Jesus said to him, actually, what I said is 70 times seven times. I think what Jesus was saying was, actually, that position of forgiving is something you would always have to do. We will always, always have to forgive. And I don't think it's because God undermines the hurt that people have t- put us through. I don't think so. I think it's because God knows that for him to do the things that he needs to do in our lives, we have to let go. I talked about reconciliation. And I'm going to quickly say this because reconciliation is, is a bit tricky, isn't it? Because... Sometimes we cannot reconcile with people that have hurt us. Actually, reconciliation is the only one that you need, you need the permission of the other person. I know that people have done things, some and even horrible things, that we, we know that you have to be careful before you reconcile. And I, I, I love the story of Joseph because... I don't know um, if you've read it or if you've been following it for the last few weeks. If you haven't, please go back on YouTube and and, and honestly, it's it's life-changing. Well, what Joseph does before he reconciles with his brothers, because if you read it, he gets to a stage, hi, do you not know me? I'm your brother. He says, come here, come to me. He's reconciling with them. But do you know what he does before he does that? He actually does a number of tests on them. What he does before he does that, he says to 
to them. One time he put something, put money in their bags. Another time he's asking them, how, how is my dad? How is my brother? You know why he's doing that? He's doing that because he's trying to see, have they changed? He's testing the waters. He wants to know, is, is, are these still the people that sold me out 17 years ago? You know, he says to them, where, where, uh, where is my father? I mean, where is your father? Where, where is my brother? Because he wants to know, actually, when they sold me, did they do the same to Benjamin? Can I trust them? Can I, can I form a relationship with them? I think it's really, really important that before we reconcile, we need to make sure that the people we're reconciling with are ready for it. So we've talked about forgiveness. We know that when we forgive, it's all to do with us. But reconciliation, again, is to do with you working in partnership with the other person or other people, making sure that you have done your due diligence. You know that this person has changed. You know that they're growing like you are and they're in the place to reconcile with them. You know, I am now going to talk about the very last bit. I really believe that God wants to restore us. A lot of us, maybe even in the last 18 months, we have gone through things and we have seen things. Some of us, it's a matter of 18 years that we've carried things. And for God to be able to do that, that beautiful work that he wants to do, and that's the work of reconciliation, for God to do that, we have to forgive. Where it's possible, we reconcile so that Jehovah can do the work of restoration. Well, in Joseph's, in Joseph's situation, what is restoration? He now can have a relationship with his brothers. Actually, we said that he was the second in command. But that wasn't the end, isn't it? Because the dream that he had was that his brothers and his father and his mother will bow before him. When he forgave, when he saw that he was able to reconcile, and he did reconcile, and it was painful. The Bible records at least twice where he turned away, and the Bible says he cried. But finally, because he was able to do that, because he was able to forgive, because he was able to reconcile, because he's, in his situation he could do that, the Lord restored. But Joseph, not only did his brothers bow before him, or his extended family bow before him, because the Bible says that the, the whole nation came to feed in Egypt, not that the whole of Egypt bowed before him, he became a man of authority. But guess what? The dream of God was fulfilled. It was fulfilled because a man allowed God to break him, to humble him. And he responded to God, even when it was difficult even when it was painful. 
I am going to share, before we close, a story. Um, and wherever you are, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes while I talk about this lady that I know very, very closely. Before I do that, I've written here, I said, whilst forgiveness is a choice that we make in accordance to God's word, reconciliation requires the cooperation of the other party or parties. Restoration is God's part of the deal. Only God can restore when he has seen, when he, he restored back to us all that has been stolen from us. I want to read a psalm before I tell you the story. Psalm 71, verse 20 and 21. It says, Even though you, you've let us sink down with trials and trouble, I know you will revive us again. Lifting us up from the dust of de death, give us even more regardless than before. Turn and comfort us again. How many of us want comfort? I'm going to tell you a story as I finish. Wherever you are, I'm going to ask the one privilege. Make sure you can balance well if, you, if you're standing. But please close your eyes. I want to tell you a story about a lady. So, this lovely lady has allowed me to share this story. She, her relationship with her father broke down for probably, I think, over 20-something years. And through her becoming a Christian, God started talking to her about forgiveness. She started the process, and I want you to hear me clearly, um, I don't think she's a bad person, but it took her 20-something years. And slowly she was giving it and she was letting go and she was giving up and it was, she was letting go of hurt and the pain. Then it got to a stage when God felt that it was time and she could be reconciled. She did her work and reconciliation happened. But she shared a vision that God gave her. God showed her a boat sitting on the shores of a sea. Very beautiful. Very well painted. Amazing. But it was just sitting, rocking at the shore. Just rocking. And God said to her, My beautiful daughter, that is you. Just rocking and rocking. And she asked the question, why am I just rocking? I mean, it looks amazing. Why am I just rocking? And God showed her that there was a stone deep, deep in the sea that no one could see. And that stone was tied to the boat and the boat could not move. And actually what was happening was that that stone was a lot of unforgiveness in her life. 
And God said to her, as you've let go, that will be broken. That will be broken. And lo and behold, he broke. And she, could, she saw the boat sail off. I share this story today because a lot of us are there. I love the way God explained that boat sailing off to her. He says, the boat was sailing off to his destiny. How many of us, with eyes closed, please think, how many of us are strong to a, seep, see, to a stone deep beneath the sea that nobody else can see? Nobody else can see. And today, and some people even for days to come, God is going to start showing you, actually, my, my darling child, you look pretty, but I want you to sail. I want you to sail. This morning when I was praying, and this is the last bit I'm going to add before Matt comes up, that there's some of us here Actually, the forgiveness is us forgiving ourselves. Forgiving ourselves. We are saying to God, yes, I've done this, God. Forgive me. And we're still holding on to these things. And God is saying, what are you talking about? It's long gone. I'm done with it. It doesn't exist. If any of the situations applies to you, I believe today that God wants to do something new. Enough of that, you looking pretty on the seashores. You've got to sail. You've got to sail.